are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. I'm McCloskey. Yo, that open though. <laughs> this is this is awesome. Pretty cool. We brought out the uh, the the money and all the production and all the bells and whistles just for Evan Klosky. We are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, and on YouTube as well. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays, and send us an email lockedonrays at gmail dot com. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join Ulysses and I this week to get in on the Tampa Bay Rays action and conversation. That's Spotify Greenroom. All right. Uh, it's a Friday and we are. Yeah, it's Evan Klosky. He's back. He's disappeared Hello. for a little bit, but he is back, thankfully. See, football season is just trying to lure me away, but, mm-hmm. but you guys won't let that happen. And that's why I love you guys. That's right. That's right. Uh, Ke- uh, Kevin's trying here to uh, give me more into the big skin, but I'm, I'm remaining steady here uh, uh, on the baseball. So we'll, we'll see how that goes throughout uh, October. Can I just throw this out there? What Evan might think of my baseball season radical idea theory. You know what? I know that he loves football too, but I <laughs> think he's going to think just like I, I do, and he's not going to have it at all. But if you want to go ahead and, and, and steer us that way, sure. I'll just start with it and level with me here. The entire MLB season should be concluded, including playoffs, before Labor Day weekend. So it doesn't interfere with college football nor the NFL because that is what is occupying our minds right now. So you want like an 82-game season? I, I did the math a little bit. So, okay, you start spring training the day after the Super Bowl. You can get 100, 110, 115, 120 game season in there. The entire month of August, for the most part, would be dedicated towards playoffs. I would have to do the math on that. Right. Um, I mean, like, I get it. Like, it makes tons of sense from just a black and white standpoint. And mm-hmm. I do maybe tend to agree that 162 games seems uh, a bit of a heavy number, even though MLB will never capitulate on that because their regional sports networks are making a killing on that number. Uh, having said that, present me a plan. Okay. I want, I want it more fleshed out. I'll give you a 20-page bullet, bullet PowerPoint. I need, I'll get with I need PowerPoint. I, I need bullets and I need word art. All right. I want oh, word ooh. art and I need like the little like I need a dancing guy in the top left corner. All right. I, I want I want no stone unturned here. Okay. If you're gonna present this plan and I'm gonna be open-minded about it, you better you better bring Evan, the thunder. Evan, I, I'm gonna have Kevin's people talk to your people. Intern <laughs> McGee. Yeah. Intern McGee. I'll get intern McGee later mm-hmm. on for him to get, you know, all those contact information. Yeah. Evan's getting fancy here because we've upgraded from crappy Zoom audio and video to <laughs> this YouTube restream production. Yes. So one step at a time with all this. Uh, Evan, it's been a while since we've had you on. I mean, it seems like you're coming back from vacation and then mm-hmm. you had the Bucks Thursday night game. A lot of things going on, of course. But uh, level of concern 
right now for the Rays after coming off this road trip going four and five, particularly some struggles against the Tigers and the Blue Jays. Where where do you sit with this Rays team right now? I don't know if there's a level of concern. I would say that um, the, the bullpen is regressing to the mean. The, you have to understand that when you are playing at the MLB best for two months there and, and arguably for the entire season up until the past three weeks or so, that there's going to be a regression. You just hope the regression doesn't happen in the playoffs. So in my eyes, let's get this out of the way now and hope that things turn for the better once you hit the postseason. But, I mean, this this unit as a whole has been overperforming. You know, okay, so uh, let's go to the Detroit series, right? Like Kittredge, um, I, I guess he blows one, but that was a whole – I mean, he had to clean up a mess too. You know, Kit was like – I mean, the guy is unbelievable this whole year. He's like the MVP of the team. It's like a right. time that he he had a bad game. You know, uh, you're, you're tinkering with, with Daniel Robertson out there, a guy who, who hasn't been in the MLB the entire season and was, you know, playing for Team USA. Um, we can we can go through everybody. I mean, you had Armstrong out there who, who got waved by the Orioles and you're throwing him out there hoping for the best. So a lot of this whole, whole season has been plug and play and the plug and play has been working. So just because it hasn't been working for the last few weeks, doesn't discount the larger sample size of when it was working. So am I happy about it? Do you like seeing it? Absolutely not. Am I concerned? No, because the team has 90 wins and they're the best record in the AL. So if you're not like, you can't amplify the concerns without amplifying the success. And I don't hear anybody complaining when the team went on two separate runs where they were unbeatable. So that's the whole thing. It's just, you have to weigh the good and the bad. And right now is the bad, but there has been a lot more good than bad. So, you know, no no team is perfect. Even the Dodgers, even the Giants have hit rough patches. The thing is about the Giants, the Rays, the Dodgers, these teams don't have really big rough patches. And right now the Rays are doing what they have to do. They don't have to play extraordinary baseball. They just got to play average baseball. They took one in, in Toronto. That's all you needed. That's all you need. All right, Detroit, you got to take two. Uh, sorry, you got to take you got to take three. Uh, mm-hmm. If you take two, that's okay. But you know you want to you want to clinch the AL uh, pennant in the trap. You don't want to go yeah. on the road and do this thing. So, to me, you have your magic number is down to uh, what is it eight um, yeah. and, and nine for the AL pennant. So, by the time that Miami's in town, you you want that number around one, two, or three. Yeah. Follow up. The Rays and the Blue Jays say they met today in the ALDS. Who would win that series? I mean, the Blue Jays are hot. So, I mean, it's easy for me to go to the Blue Jays right now because, what, they've won uh, 16 of their last 19? I believe so. And and they're averaging, like, seven runs per game over that stretch. I mean, the hitting is phenomenal. You know, I don't know if Berrios's injury is super serious, but Berrios and uh, I mean, look, the Rays don't hit lefties. So that's the other problem is that, you know, you face Robbie Ray uh, or Ryu in the mm-hmm. playoffs and the Rays would be in trouble. Um, but, you know, having said that, the, the Rays are also one of three 
I don't want to say teams. I don't know the other two times. It could be the same team. But three times the Blue Jays have been shut out this year. The Rays are one of them. And, yeah. and Rasmussen was a guy who, who I'm really bullish on. I know we'll talk about him. But, um, yeah, I, I think that that would be a series where I lean the Blue Jays winning it. But I don't think it would be like a sweep or anything. I, uh, you know, I see that going like the full length. I, I, I have to say, I, I agree with you with the, with the concern. Like it, 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 you know, there's no. I'm 100 percent with you. But if we want to, like, shift the concern to a particular player to Ryan Yarbrough. Kevin the other day put out some really important stats out there with he's the fourth um, uh, pitchers, or at least starter or bulker that has as many innings as he does, which is over 136 innings that has the highest ERA. He's rated fourth in there. Uh, we know that the arbitration uh, didn't go so well for him and the race uh, this past season. Are we seeing the last of Ryan Yarbrough with with uh, the race? What what do you what's your take on Ryan Yarbrough's immediate future, a.k.a. an ALDS roster construction uh, with or without him and or 2022? I'll say I don't want Yarbs touching the ball in the playoffs right now. Hmm. He's not he's not good enough. It's just the he's had moments and stretches where he's he's done all right but this entire season his one job has been to eat innings that's it mm-hmm. that's, that's been his job and you know I, I i hate leaning on the stats too heavily because cash lets him die out there you know when he yeah. pitches and he pitches poorly you know cash pretty much says hey we need you to eat innings i don't care how ugly this gets please keep going Right. So his ERA is inflated mostly because his manager leaves him in to get blasted when he doesn't have his best stuff. And, you know, to that, I commend him because he's a punching bag sometimes on nights that he doesn't have it. And a lot of nights he does not. And yeah. sure, there are stretches where he has, but I can't tell you when he has it and when he doesn't. The The Rays have have tried the opener. They've tried starting him. They've tried putting him in all these different positions for him to succeed. And just when you think that maybe he's turning a corner – there it goes. Yeah. So um, I can't deal with that inconsistency in the postseason because you got one shot. You know, yeah. it's like it's like rolling a die and having like, uh, you know, you have your, your six numbers and one and two. If you roll it or it's going to be a great outing and the other four are going to be bad. Like, would you take that risk? Would you roll that yeah. die? I wouldn't. Right. Because, I mean, still, you know, if I, you know, if I'm. Eric Neander, uh, who is an extremely intelligent guy and who, uh, where my opinion matters much less than his. Uh, I still like Shane Boz. I still, I, like, I want Shane Boz up here. I would love for him to get a couple of starts underneath his belt and let's, you know, run him into the playoffs. Because for me, I have McClanahan, I have Rasmussen, who is a must right now. And then, you know, obviously Patino, but there, there's going to be a bullpen day in there as well. And I would actually prefer Patino to kind of put, pitch in that situation where he gets maybe four innings and you, you, you cobblestone it together. You know, Walk is a guy who I can throw out there maybe once through the order if he doesn't ever touch the cutter, you know, like stop. You know, it's very clear the cutter doesn't work and he yeah. – yeah, I think against the Blue Jays, threw it like seven times. And one of the times Vladdy ripped a double. It's like, you know, how many times you got to throw this cutter before you realize it's just it's not a good pitch. So, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to say that Waka's turnaround is not 
true because he had a, a rough outing against the Blue Jays where a lot of pitchers are right now. Um, but uh, but I feel more confident with Walker right now than Yarbs, which, which is saying something. Yeah, yeah. you couldn't have said that a month ago. You no. couldn't have said that a month ago. Yeah, uh, Yarbrough's the new Waka, I guess, in a way. You're looking yeah. at a 527 ERA in 131, 138 in one-thirds innings. And we mentioned this on the show this week, Evan, about Ryan Yarbrough. He's had 10 start-slash-appearances where he's given up five-plus, at least five earned runs. Yeah. I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't put him anywhere near you're facing the Red Sox. You're facing the Blue Jays. You're you're facing a team that's righty power heavy. Oh no, don't, don't throw him anywhere. You know, maybe, okay. If you got a string of lefties on, uh, at the plate, maybe throw him in there for a couple batters, but I I would not be working him all that long. His his stuff just isn't that good. It's It's, not crisp. I mean, you just see it. It's just like dancing in there, like floating in. It's just every pitch is like a nine pitch at bat. Ten pitch at bat. You can't put them away. You you can't do that now in in the major leagues in 2021. You gotta put guys away. Uh, You know, Ulysses, I think what Yarbrough needs, maybe something that might help him out, uh, Built Bar. Maybe that gives him a little bit of a lift for the rest of the season. Well, you know, I I don't know what kind of flavors he would like because there are just so darn many with Built Bar. You've got coconut, raspberry, mint, brownie, salted caramel, cookies, and cream. They've got even orange, Kevin. They're amazing. Uh, Of course, you know that my favorite is peanut butter brownie. I cannot get enough of that. But if you don't know which one to choose, guess what? You can get a mixed box. You can get two of each of the nine flavors, and that's just great. Let's check out the macros here, too. 17 to 18 grams protein. Calories are ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams sugar. Only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Amazing flavors. They're all tasty. They're all healthy. So... What you need to do today is use that promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 when you go to built.com and get yourself some really healthy and delicious all-chocolate-made bars today. Again, built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Uh, Evan, you alluded to it. Uh, when it comes to the playoffs and assuming that the Rays have that spot in the ALDS, who do you roll out for game one? Is it Shane McClanahan? Is it Drew Rasmussen? Is it a combination? Is it a bullpen day? Is it a couple other guys? What if you're Kevin Cash and you have that decision? Of course, there's going to be factors like what is the complexion of the lineup and the strengths and weaknesses of said lineup. But right. just based on what we've seen, really the last couple of weeks and maybe since the all-star break with those two and maybe somebody else, who are you rolling out there? Okay. This is our ace. We don't have Tyler glass. Now we don't have Charlie Morton. You got to roll somebody out there for game one. Who's it going to be? This, this sounds crazy. I think, okay. So I think the person who gets rolled out there is Shane McClanahan. Okay. I personally am rolling out Drew Rasmussen. I, I it, oh. since August 12th, all right, and that's that, that's when he became a starter. Since August 12th, 27 innings pitched, 18 strikeouts. Uh, he's given up 17 hits, five walks, four earned runs, and he just pitched five shutout against the Blue Jays, which is you know the barometer of probably the best hitting team in baseball right now. Uh, you know the Rays are pretty darn good themselves uh, at their place. 
at yeah. their place too. Yep, in their house. So uh, to me, I just like playoffs are all about the hot hand, and no matter what, you just you know, the, last year, uh, even with the Rays tinkering, they still had uh, Snell, Glass, now and Morton. You know, they're, they're not going to have that this year. It's I'm very interested to see how they navigate this because postseason is still defined by pitching. Uh, it just is. It, you know, you got to ride the hot hand. And right now, at this point, Rasmussen is hot. So if we we're talking about and, and McClanahan's hurt. So McClanahan can come back and, you know, we just have a larger sample size from him. So he's a bit more dependable in that route. Not like he's a veteran or anything. He's also going through this for the first time. So, you know, that's why I kind of like one Boz up too, because to me, his stuff is great. He and, and he might just not even understand the 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 propensity of the moment that, it, you know, he just might. Sure. Like, what, what do I have to lose? So, um, yeah, I mean, for me, for me. I go Rasmussen game one, McClanahan game two, uh, Patino game three, and then, yeah, I, I string it together in game four uh, with probably starting Waka for two or three innings, maybe one time through the order, and just tell him, hey, gas it and avoid the cutter and let's, let's ride for a little bit. And, yeah, I mean – uh, you know, Colin McHugh can maybe lead off a game there, you know, pitch him, you, you pitch him game one and you know that, you know, if, if you win that game, you keep him in your back pocket for game four to kind of go two or three innings there. You know, Kittredge will also be a guy that goes two innings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's a lot of options in the back of your bullpen where, you know, you have to kind of like formulate, you know, game one might be Rasmussen, McHugh, Kittredge. And that might be it. That might be all you got. And you yeah. save everybody yeah. else. That's a pretty darn good – for me, that's a pretty darn yeah. good nine innings. Um, and then, of course, you got to sit them the next day. So, I, you know, I don't know who steps – like is Nick Anderson a thing? Still got to right. learn about that. Um, a lot of these arms have to come back. And that's why it's like it's, – it's so unsettling because you're watching a team that's so good yet – they tinker so much and they have tinkered so much that it's so hard to nail down like, oh, you know, this is what you're doing. This is what you're rolling out. This is, you know, it's not going to be like that. And the teams preparing for the Rays are also going to be like, I don't know what's, yeah. what they're doing. They've had 90,000 players on the team this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've almost gotten 60 players to play in, in this season. They're going to call us pretty soon. Actually. They are. Right. I've gotten a text. I thought you got a text from, from Neander today. Yeah. Neander, Stu, Peter Bendix. They're all reaching out to oh me. Oh my today. God. You're so famous now. Um, yeah. No, it's the, the thing height. Is, it's what it is. Yeah. It's the, I, I've got long fingertips. That's yeah. a market inefficiency. I can get a lot of spin on the baseball. <laughs> like Pedro. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I do want to say I agree with you like 95% of what you just said. I would change just a little bit in my opinion. I think you can tag team Waka and Patino. Mm. Take That's fine. three three innings at the top from Waka. He does better when he starts than when he goes in relief. And Patino has proven that he actually did pretty good when somebody was opening for him and he could go another three or four innings. So then you have like a good, hopefully seven innings there. And then you can get a Lewis head who did not allow a, a, a run and run in the first inning uh, of the Tiger uh, game. And he's looked pretty good. And I'm telling you, I told Kevin, I don't, I, 
I need him on the playoff roster. It's such a good story. He's done so well. I need him to be in the playoff roster. And then the bullp- uh, and then bullpen day for game four. I feel like that's mm-hmm. a way in, like you said, if you use Colin McHugh, Kittredge on game one and you win it, then you can keep them in your back pocket for game four to kind of, I don't know, can you put a Dietrich ends at game four? I don't know. Oh, maybe Dietrich ends yeah. before you are, bro. I mean, right now, yeah. I mean, Dietrich ends. I mean, let, let's see how he does with the game. Peek behind the curtain. It's Thursday evening, so we don't actually know the, the results of Friday night's game. Um, but hopefully he pitched well, right, guys? I mean, yeah. he pitched pretty well last week. So. Are we under the assumption that if Rasmussen is indeed that game one starter, yes, the Rays still only roll him out for four to five innings? Yes, he'll he'll only pitch five. We if there's one thing we know about the Rays is they're they're the Rays, right? They, yeah. I mean, we saw what happened with Blake Snell last year. That no matter what, no matter the moment, uh, you know, no matter how great Rasmussen looked against the Blue Jays, only throwing 52, 53 pitches. They are sticking to the plan. You run okay. through the order. You run through the order twice. See you later. So, um, fifty-two I, though. Fifty-two. I'm with you. I, like I am. I am so with you. It is. You know, that's the thing about the Rays, where love them or hate them, because if you wanna, if you wanna complain about them, which is fair, look at the results. They win yeah, all the time. Yeah. yeah now, yeah. But the thing is, we. As humans, uh, and especially others who are our fans and diehard fans, are emotional. So what do we want to do? <laughs> Looking good. And and I think that's the one thing that I would really like to see in the playoffs. Have a feel for the moment. Yes. Have a feel for it. You know what? If you if you go a little off script, give it give it a nibble. I want like let Rasmussen go out there, throw to a batter. If he gives up a tater, then take him out. If he gives up a single, take him out. If he gives up a walk, take him out. But but let him let him show a weakness. Don't yeah. don't be don't be taking out a guy if he's rolling just because it's his time to come out. I just that I don't like. I think in a large sample size of a regular season, I'm all for it. In the playoffs, I need you to have a feel for the moment. I think that's something that Dave Roberts was struggling with before breaking through last year. And I think that that's something that the Rays need to figure out because they are so analytically driven. They are such a black and white sort of team in how they structure and how they how they win that, you know, they don't allow the moment to cloud their judgment, which I'm okay with when they build the lineup, when they pick out their starters, when they have the relievers up there. But if your guy is rolling, like, let let us see, because I know at least – for me, uh, let me just say this as a Mets fan, you know, when Harvey was pitching his game against the Royals and dominating and Terry Collins put him out there. Now, I said, let him get one batter and see how he does. He gave up the hit. Now, the problem was Terry let him have more than the one batter. And then, you know, they end up losing that game, w- a wasted, tremendous Harvey experience. But but as a fan, I like I'm not mad that Terry like let him start that inning. I'm mad that he kept him in after they gave him one, but I'm, I'm like, I don't, you have to also like, I know you want to win and you want to do what's best for like the players, but I think everybody around you is going to say the same thing. Like, I don't, well, I mean, that, I don't blame that decision. I'm not like, like he was rolling and then he, he gave up a home run. Like I can live with that. I can live with that decision. I can. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. But the, the only thing I'll say this is 52 pitches, mm-hmm. five innings. He has pitched for 74 this, yeah. this, this, this year. So I would hope that 74 at least 
that'll be the high watermark because he has done that in the regular season. Yeah, and I also think, I mean, the difference between, I don't disagree. I mean, ride the hot hand, ride Rasmussen. I mean, he's only allowed, what, one walk in his last 14 innings. Pretty crazy. His, His numbers are pretty remarkable, but... Shane McClanahan has been that de facto number one since the injury to Tyler Glass. Now he also sure. has that postseason experience. He also has been allowed to work six on occasion, seven, seven innings. Two, yeah. And I think some of this with, you know, part of the reason we know Rasmussen's kind of on that pitch count and isn't going past five. Some of that might be the, the two Tommy John surgeries and transitioning from reliever to starter. But yeah, let's also acknowledge he's only, only a two-pitch guy, really, at the end. Yeah, he's sure. fastball slider, where McClanahan, he'll legitimately different offerings. Yeah. So I just wonder how they weave in all that. But as of today, I'd go with Rasmussen because it just seems like as much raw talent as Shane McClanahan has, he does make me nervous when he lets in that base runner or he allows a leadoff walk to start an inning and then he throws a slider in the middle of the zone and it gets crushed. And sometimes it gets caught by Kevin Kiermeyer or something like that. <laughs> like I feel like a, an inning can, you know, one mistake from McClanahan can implode that inning or outing. I'll, I will say this to, to, you know, for, for those who are on, on team Shane, uh, Drew Rasmussen is in the first percentile of hard hit, uh, percentage. Yeah. In, in MLB. That's, that's not good. But McClanahan's like, that's not, not good. That no, 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 not far away. He's actually at, at six. So I get it. They're very similar, but I mean, first, uh, I that makes it, me nervous I, I, with Drew. Yeah. I would like to know the breakdown of fly ball, line drive, ground balls. I feel like Rasmussen, maybe they're more two defenders, ground balls, whatever. Right. Maybe. So the defensive alignment might be helping Drew, but again, yeah. it, it's right. The hot hand. Um, I think we all agree on that. So, we'll, but we'll see. There's, there's still two weeks worth of baseball. That's what a couple of starts each, at least. That is and, true. And I just want to say quickly, I got no problems with Shane McClanahan if he pitches. Like the, <laughs> yeah. it's just the only weird, the only weird part about McClanahan is for some reason, he loves giving up hits with two outs. I, I, I haven't figured that one out yet. Yeah. You know, we, we wouldn't be having this conversation if the Rays had just brought back Charlie Morton, you know, that, that just a thought, just an idea there. And if Tyler Glass knows it, get injured, of course, with all that. Anyway, we'll move along here. Uh, bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props and contest BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. You can do that by using the promo code NFL100, NFL, the numerals 100. Bet online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. We also want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. That comes to us from DirecTV Stream. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part of it all, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com 
Okay, guys, uh, that uh, Charlie Morton comment I made, that was I, I was not trying to take a shot at Eric Neander there. Let, let me just put that <laughs> out to bed, put that out to pasture. Uh, Evan, the, the last time we had you on, it was before the news broke, and just kind of mm-hmm. want to get your quick take before we have yeah. a uh, trivia question here. Um, so the Rays promoted uh, general manager Eric Neander to president of baseball operations under a new multi-year deal uh what do you make of this and the timing of this and uh you've been around the game a long time is he the best executive in all of baseball right now so uh first i just want to get this out of the way because you you asked about it and i want to answer it uh rasmussen line drive percentage 24 percent ground ball percentage 46 fly ball around 30 percent and his medium percent uh Hard hit contact on balls batted in play, 45. Hard percentage, 40. Not what you love to see. But I just wanted to throw that out there. As for Neander, um, look, uh, I don't think there's any surprise that this happened, especially when you consider what's happening in New York with the Mets and uh, the calamity of mistakes they're making up there. And, I mean, Neander at 38 years old is certainly one of the brightest stars in the industry. Um you know, say what you will about Stu and the, the the trap and all the stuff with the, you know, 2027 looming. Uh, the guy knows talent, uh, especially in the front office. There's a reason why we can pluck all these GMs from other teams with the roots <laughs> to Tampa Bay. Um, it's it's a great move. And uh, Tyler Glass now was on the, the Chris Rose rotation. I listened to the full hour of that. And, you know, we asked him about Neander and, and Glass, and I was like, I hope he got a fat raise. And, <laughs> and, and, and Chris Rose is like, it's so weird because, you know, it's his job to essentially, like, maybe trade you in the future. And he just said, you know, the thing about Neander is he's a good dude. He, he you know, he always talks to his players. He's present, acts like he gives a crap. And, um, you know, it just – you, you root for a guy like that, that, you know, this is a bit of a dog eat dog world sometimes. And that Neander is one of the good guys. So everything that we kind of see, you know, at least from a media perspective of Neander really emanates when we hear from the players and that kind of stuff happens, especially for a guy like glass. Now who his time in Tampa Bay, we don't know. We don't know what his future holds. So um, I thought that was very enlightening to hear about, his opinions of Neander and how glowingly he spoke of him. And yes, he is certainly one of the best, if not the best uh, executives out there. You know, he's, he's, he, you'd argue that maybe needs a, a world series title attached to his name. Having said that, when it comes to the Rays organization, top to bottom, the look at the minor league teams this year, they're all crushing mm. it. The talent. Uh, I know that, Right now in the top 100, they're a little bit depleted because they graduated a lot of guys. Right. But they're going to have more coming. Like a guy like Ian Seymour, who's coming up, he's now pitching in AAA with Durham, just yeah. had five shutout innings the other day. Like they, they like It's just unbelievable the way that they develop pitchers. And that starts at the top. It starts with a guy like Neander, mm-hmm. spotting talent, making good trades. And I think we sometimes don't talk about trades when they 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 lose because it happens right i mean the yeah. deal doesn't look great but yeah. it rarely happens it's always when you do a deal 
with Tampa Bay, it's always like, okay, how did they screw you? <laughs> yeah. That's how, how it is. And, and with the Mets, your team, it's usually like, how did they get screwed here with this deal? Matt yeah. Dyer in a 10 game hitting streak. Hey, right how about now? that? That's right. Uh, couple- I pushed him so hard on after that thing, like on Twitter. I was like, oh, I mean, it was really, they traded him for like a bag of balls and this guy's turning into something. So yeah, you know, <laughs> if he becomes like, you know, the next Salvador Perez, uh, just make a note of it mm-hmm. here okay. that I'm the reason why. <laughs> Couple I things. know he's not really catching anymore, so that's yeah. yeah Couple that's things. Uh, I think Eric Neander gets along with everybody and is so likable because he went to Virginia Tech and not some snooty Ivy League school, as we see so many baseball executives out there doing. Huh. Just throwing that Look out that. there. Also, I I would give the world to find out what Neander's making. I want to see yeah. what he's making. Ooh. I think. Look. I mean, I, I, you look at that 26 men roster right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure he makes more than 20 of them. I would, I think somewhere around that, that line there. Who's making more than him? Yoshi. He's doing well with the pirates, by the way, dude, he's yeah. killing it. It's, it's stupid. It's yeah. stupid. Um, we read his OPS the other day, like a thousand OPS. It's crazy. And and that's the thing. Like Neander has been great. If one of, if not the best executives in baseball, but you're also going to have your misses too. It happens to everybody. Even if you're the best, even no, if you're no, the best. Yeah. You're bunkers, yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same thing that I talked about with this rough patch that's happening with the Rays, right? Don't talk about the negatives. If you aren't going to celebrate the positives in those exactly. moments as well, but it just seems like a lot of times things slide and they go, Oh, here we go. And then yeah. it's like, I don't hear the, Oh, here we go. Or like, we're so damn good when they're winning 10 in a row. Like no one's like, it's always like trying to look through a negative lens. Like, you know, if you if you're gonna be critical, you have to be celebrated. Well, and and, and I said it th- uh, this week on my little rant I had. Uh-huh. Um, if you're not gonna be confident about a team that has the best AL record and has an eight game lead on the division in the toughest division in baseball, when are you going to be confident about this team? Like when? Like yeah. what? What else do they need to do for you to be like, okay, it's it's comfortable? Apparently nothing. It's- Apparently nothing. It's just it's it's it, it, to be honest, it's just being a sore loser. You pay 162 games, you're gonna like. There is no team that just sails through it. Like you know how hard it is to win 100 games in an MLB season, mm-hmm. and and Crazy. the Rays are are they're gonna get darn close. I so mean, it's, close. It's it, we'll see this 10 game homestand. I mean, if they go eight and two, I mean yeah. they're pretty much gonna do it. It's all determined with how they're gonna wrap this up. But um, you know, I just. They're they're an amazing team. Yes, we can all talk yeah, about with you. what's going on and the and the negatives, but it's they're a great team. And let's not discount the hitting. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things too where they very well could win a hundred games in the AL East, where you have four very legitimate playoff teams. Like it'd be one thing to yeah. win to be on pace to win a hundred games in, in the, the NL AL Central. Right, thank you. So and what they're doing right now. And it was a nine game, 10 day road trip. You're going and they went from five. They Boston went to five. Detroit to Toronto. Two facing, one run games. Yeah. Two one run games. One yeah. by a walk off walk. And then the other one at Fenway. Like get, yeah. let's, let's just context yeah. matters. Yeah, context matters. Yeah. Like, I, I want to, I want to end this show on, on a lighter note. Uh-huh. A little, trivia a, a little trivia action. Trivia. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, this this trivia question, uh, folks, is brought to you by Austin Holloway. Okay. Uh, he said, uh, "Get get some fun with 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 the fella." So here it is. This is from Monday. So the 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 percentages are from Monday. Here we go. Mm. Three race pitchers rank in the ninety five and ninety five ninety fifth percentile or better in MLB. For hard hit percentage. We were talking about hard hit percentage with Drew Rasmussen and Shane McClanahan. Okay, same thing. Can you name these three race pitchers that rank in the 95th percentile or better? And that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Yeah, as we mentioned, right, uh, Rasmussen's one bad thing. Bad thing, <laughs> yes. So... Who wants to take the first? Uh, I'll, pack at I'll it? let Evan do the honors. He's, right, he's had a lot of time to study up between not making appearances on the Lockdown Race <laughs> podcast. I mean, I, I have to go. Kittridge is one. Kittridge is one, and incorrect. Knew it was too obvious to be him. Um, man, who's got soft? Is there like a minimum of innings pitched here? Like, is there somebody that's like pitch a twenty? No, but I can tell you that all of them have seen at least their uh, one relief. You, you know them. They're okay. Yes. Okay. Um. Okay. So not Kitty. Um. No. Great nickname. Ah, uh, <laughs> it is. It is. I will. Uh, Lewis Head. Strike two. Fudge. Uh, <laughs> uh, JP Fireisen. Strike three. Okay. Uh, get educated, Evan. Oh, are you coming with the heat? I don't know if I'm going to get all of them, all three, but I can get one, I'm sure. Okay. Colin McHugh has to be up there. Colin McHugh, very good. 96 percentile. Okay. I know this is... Highly likely incorrect, but I'm going to throw it out there. Peter Fairbanks. Yes, incorrect. Oh, okay. okay, good. I was like, I thought about Fairbanks. And I, I know. I, well, I figured, you know, all the walks, he's not really allowing many hits. It's just these walking guys. Um, Chagua. Strike two. Okay, last one. Last one, uh, I guess. I mean, unless I get this right. Matt Whistler. My goodness. Yes. Very okay. good. In the 98th oh. percentile, you got two out of three. Okay. You got Whistler. You got McHugh. And you need one more. Can I get a hint here? It's super obvious. And we've talked about him in this episode. And Lewis Head was already guessed. Correct. Correct. Okay. When McClanahan? No. No. He's, he's right down there with uh, Drew Rasmussen. I will say... Oh my gosh. It's Ryan Yarbrough. It's Yucky Yarbs. <laughs> Yucky Yarbs gets the call with the 98th percentile. Well, when you allow 12 hits every outing, you know. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I would have never that guessed crazy? that. So uh, thank you for... That. Thank you for Austin Holloway for, for that question. Great Very question. Good. You know, yeah. And that's a great note to end on. Before we end, though, uh, Evan, how can people find your work? Yes, you can head to my Twitter page, at WTSP. Hit me up, as I always say, 99% of the time. As long as you're cordial and not cursing, mm-hmm. I will respond to you. Uh, you can also check us out on 1010bay.com. You know, not only do we talk about the Rays, obviously it's Buck season. We're talking about, you know, the defending Super Bowl champs, uh, the Lightning. I can't believe it, but they're starting mm-hmm. training camp in a couple of weeks. 
That's crazy. Uh, but anything that happens in Tampa Bay with, with our professional sports teams, um, by the way, the Rowdies, they, they just do not lose either. Those guys have been incredible. And like their differential in the past, like seven, eight games has been insane. I think they've only given up one goal. So, uh, you know, just when it comes to your Tampa Bay sports, you know, 10 Tempe is your, is your source for it all. And, and, you know, my, my inbox is open as far as Twitter goes, hit me up and, and let's have some fun discussions. And, uh, I was going to make a point here. Let me just some quick hitters. Uh, does Florida beat Alabama this weekend? No. Does USF I will, I will say that they might cover though. Okay. Does USF beat Florida A&M university? Yes. They better. Because <laughs> if not, <laughs> if not, I need Jeff Scott to leave on Monday. If you can't beat Florida I, A&M, we got some problems. Yeah, I need a W. I, I mean, I don't know much about football, but I remember uh, th- that's a game you need to win. That's it's a game that a, you need to win. It's a game you're supposed to win. But knowing USF's history under a different coaching staff, they did get rocked by McNeese State. At one point, and so, Florida A and M. I know the uh, punter on that team. He's yeah. actually the best, uh, the best punter in in the FCS. So oh, wow. the, the field position game could be could be a <laughs> difficult for you, believe it or not. Uh, okay, finally, yeah. Do the do the Bucks win this weekend? Yes, they do, but they do not cover. I think okay. thirty-one to twenty-four uh, is going to be the final score. They're favored about by twelve and a half. And remember, every Sunday on Ten Ten Bay, you can watch it online too. We got the show, The Blitz. We got Simeon Rice who joins us every Sunday, and he provides awesome uh, analysis not only on the field but with fashion and other stuff. We kind of throw stuff out there. He keeps it, as he says, he keeps it a buck every time. So his honesty hey. is, is unbelievable. And um, but yeah, that's my prediction. Bucks win. They don't cover. And Simeon Rice could probably still play today. That dude's yeah. in great, great yoked. condition. He does shape. look in great shape, yeah. Absolutely yoked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Bets podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.